for fucking Dico Double G. Snoop Dogg. Da 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 da. You know what happened with the D R E. Yeah yeah yeah. You know who's back up in this motherfucker. Welcome back to Hip Hop Review Podcast. I am your host, Will Gill, and it is still DRE Month. Dr. Dre all month long. Last week's episode was on The Chronic. If you missed that, make sure to go back and peep. We are closing this month out with Chronic 2001 and Compton. If you fuck with the pod, drop a review. Bless the podcast with that five golden stars. But with all the formalities out the way, let's dive into the background check of this week's album, Chronic 2001. Kanye West, please take us out. Who does he think he is? I just told you who I thought I was. A god. I just told you. That's who I think I am. Chronic 2001 dropped in November 1999. I know a few of y'all sitting there wondering, if this album dropped in 1999, then why is it titled 2001? No, it's not Dre saying he's two years ahead of everyone sonically. Last episode, we talked about how Dre muscled his way out of Ruthless Records and created Death Row Records with this guy named Suge Knight. Any artist out there want to be an artist and want to stay a star, don't want to have to worry about the executive producer trying to be all in the video, all on the record, dancing, come to death row. Well, fast forward five years after starting that label, and Dre is walking away from Death Row Records to start another label, Aftermath Records. Walking away was a big financial loss for Dre. He had to forfeit his 50% stake in Death Row. He also had to give up all his royalty rights from uh, his time there. Aftermath took a few years to find its leg in the industry, but became one of the hottest labels thanks to the combo of Dr. Dre and this upcoming star named Slim Shady. Hi, my name is what? My name is My name is Slim Shady. But back to the name Chronic 2001. In the late 90s, word was going around that Dre was going to drop a follow-up to The Chronic and call it Chronic 2000 since he was going to be dropping it late 99. Word got back to Death Row Records and Suge Knight, so Suge rushed to drop a Death Row compilation album, and he titled that album, you guessed it, Chronic 2000. So with the name taken... Dre just said, fuck it. He'll adjust his album name. And then that's why today we have Chronic 2001. Both albums dropped in 99, uh, Chronic 2000 and 2001. They were definitely competing against each other. And Dre's 2001 became the standout album. Not close. Chronic 2001 debuted at number two on the Billboard charts. It hosted three records that went six times platinum. And the album itself sold over seven million copies. And most people don't even know that there is a Chronic 2000 album released from Death Row Records. So you can say Dre... Got the major W on that one. And with that all being said, let's dive into my 
Highlight record. Bow down and kneel to greatness. All right, time to bow down to the greatness. Chronic 2001, this album has 23 records, and my standout song is track number four, Still Dre. Still not loving police. Still rock my khakis with a cuff and a crease. Still got love for the streets, repping 213. Still the beats bang, still doing my thing. Since I left, ain't too much change. Still, I'm representing for the gangsters all across the world. Still, hitting them counters and them lolos, girl. Still, taking my time to perfect the beat. And I still got love for the streets. It's the This record just brings superstar power front. And center the dominant keys that carry this record is delivered from Scott Storch. They are so fire. We're gonna let them keys rock. This instrumental will never get old. In one hand, the instrumental feels haunting, like it's inspired from a theme song from the movie Halloween. In the other hand, it also has a bright summer day in LA feel. So hats off to everybody involved with the beat. This is truly one of hip hop's most iconic instrumentals. Rapping wise, we get a demonstrative Dr. Dre. Dre still puffing on the leaf, still fucks with the beat, still no love for police, still rocking the khakis with the crease. Dre on this record is serving notice. It ain't nothing but some mo hot shit. Another classic album for y'all to vibe with. This song is Dre heavy, three full verses from the doctor. Snoop is playing sidekick throughout the whole record. And fun fact, Jay-Z penned all of Dr. Dre's verses for Still Dre. So there's that. Track number four, Still Dre. Truly a timeless record. So yeah, that's my highlight record. And let's hop into more heat on the general side of this podcast. Special cloth alert. <laughs> Big bezel alert. <laughs> Pinky <laughs> ring. It's special cloth. Look at the fabric somewhere. 23 records. So you know the Chronic 2001 has a lot of special cloth. On our review last week, we talked a lot about Dre's heavy use of sampling to create his G-Funk sound. And the biggest difference between the Chronic and Chronic 2001 is the root way Dr. Dre creates his sound. Yes, they're still sampling on this album, but majority of these beats are created from live instruments and Dr. Dre on the drum machine playing off those instruments. And one of Dre's superpowers as a producer is his eye and ear for other people's talent and one of the artists Dre was showcasing on this album went on to become one of hip-hop's biggest producers his name is Scott Storch Scott Storch keys are dripping all over this album we already touched on his contributions to Still Dre you can find Scott Storch keys on track three fuck you Track 5, Big Ego. Track 13, Bitch. Track 15, Murder, Inc. Track 2, The Watcher. And fun fact about that track, The Watcher, that record is actually ghostwritten by Nas. But back to the production, my favorite record from this Scott Storch and Dr. Dre collab is track number 12, Let's Get High. Oh, 
This record is a straight up party brought to you by Dr. Dre and the team. And you know how the saying goes, ain't no party like a West Coast party. This record has it all. The instrumental got funky keys to keep you grooving. The beat also has that bounce. This record opens up with the chant. All these niggas and all these hoes. Somebody here gon' fuck. Instant energy when that comes in. Uh, rapping wise, we have Hitman, Dre, Corrupt, Miss Rock all gassing this record. My favorite verses uh, go to Hitman and Miss Rock. Hitman's flow just finds the perfect pocket to sit in. Talking that, walking that, spitting it, hoes. Smoking this, drinking that, getting it, hoes. Fuck this, I'm hitting that, I'm hitting them both. Have one riding dick, one licking my toes. And before we flip over, into our next record i want to let miss rock's verse get some airtime. one she straight up flamed her verse no doubt about that and two chronic 2001 got a lot of bitches ain't shit but hoes and tricks themes to it so miss rock here on let's get high brings some much needed balance to the album you say you ain't eat it, you ate it though, end up Rock don't stop, can't be dropping no drawers To the niggas, how you figure, got you shitting in yours Yeah, little dicks always running they mouth While the bitches better off to masturbate and be out All you bitches up in here know what I'm talking about Get the loot, get the ice, fuck the wife, no doubt Trying to live laughing All right, while we getting jiggy to some rapping I think this is the perfect time to transition into track number 10 Forgot about Dre Nowadays, everybody wanna talk like they got something to say But nothing comes out when they move their lips Just a bunch of gibberish And motherfuckers act like they forgot about trade Nowadays, everybody wanna talk like they got something to say But nothing comes out when they move their lips Just a bunch of gibberish Eminem on Still Dre is just a flat-out superstar He's maximizing his couple of appearances on Chronic 2001 M's writing is 100% behind Forgot About Dre. He did all the writing for the record. So fire hook and fire verses from Dr. Dre. Dre on this record is reminding everybody that he's the motherfucking man. Because when your album sales weren't doing too good, who's the doctor that they told you to go and see? <laughs> M's verse was electric. He killed that shit. Along with them two loud-ass motherfucking barking dogs, Eminem on his verse is displaying all the skills, flow, picture painting, wordplay, adding in comedy. A truly special verse from Eminem, so we're going to let that rock as we flip into our next record. Hopping out with two broken eggs, trying to walk it off. Fuck you too, bitch, call the cops. I'ma kill you and them loud-ass motherfucking barking dogs. And when the cops came through me, and Dre stood next to a burnt-down house. With a can for the gas and a hand for the match. At the start of this general side of this podcast, we touched on the massive downscaling of sampling on this album compared to The Chronic, but there is still dope flips here and there throughout 2001. My favorite sample flip comes from track number seven, What's the Difference? What's the difference between me and you? Back when Q was rolling with Lorenzo and a Benzo, I was banging with a gang of instrumentals. Got the pins and pencils. I love the plotting feel of this instrumental. The energy perfectly fits into the matter-of-fact style of the writing on this record. The added keys throughout the song elevates the beat and brings a nice little West Coast flavor. The instrumental is sampled from Charles and Zanavrio. Part of my Spanish is about to get worse, and the song is called Parche 
Q to Croes. Forgive me. What's the difference? Got verses from Dre, Exhibit, and Eminem. Dre's verse has a lot to unpack. He's touching on his past relationships with Cube and Easy and how he feels about them at the moment. Exhibit verse was solid, but the true high point of this song is the last verse where Dre and Eminem are bouncing off each other with their bromance bars. You can say that they straight up love each other on this record. So if Dre needs somebody to get offed, Eminem will do it. And if Eminem ever kills Kim, Dre will be there to dump the body. Just some good old male friendship developing mid-verse. This album has so many good records that we cannot touch on every single one of them for the sake of time. But records that I love that we didn't get to touch on on this podcast is uh, The Watcher, Fuck You, Big Ego, Explosive, Murder, Inc., Some L.A., Housewife, Bang Bang, and Ackwright. And this track, uh, Ackwright, is a solo song from Hitman. It was just one of those days when I wanted to catch sun rays. Fun to get blunted on a Sunday afternoon. Nigga, babe got room. Grab the gap for misbehaviors and the chocolate favorite. Hitman on this album is what Snoop was to the chronic. Hitman didn't ooh and all the way Snoop did, but Hitman's usage rate was like james harden level on this album even though he wasn't the undeniable star that snoop was i don't think he laid down one bad verse on this album his style to me sounds like uh what j-rock uses to kind of build the foundation of his sound so it's kind of cool that uh hitman's sound seems to have gone full circle now and uh j-rock just won a grammy not too long ago and i think j-rock and hitman have a lot of similarities in the way they make their music but I got one more record that I want to highlight before we get into my final thoughts, and that's track number 22, The Message. Since you finished in the early, what possessed you to start em? We made a vow, later we'll regret till death do its part. Lord, I thought we was made for each other. You shouldn't connect those made to be taken away from each other. Now what I'm supposed to do, I'm only half the man. As you can hear, the message sounds extremely different from the rest of the songs on this album. It is the closing song, and it is a tribute to Dre's late brother, Tyree. The message is a record just filled with emotion and the soothing hook from Mary J. Blige and Rail gives this record some needed brightness and a little extra perspective. Dre's verses feel like personal writing in a journal. His verses feel less like rap and more like a man dealing with death of a loved one. And the crazy thing about this record is that Royce the 5'9 actually wrote this song and the song was made by Royce for Royce. But when Dre heard the song, he connected with it so much because of the death of his brother that he needed this song for the album. And here it is. So, yeah, great record. Um, this is definitely something that if you need a song to help you cope with whatever you're going through, uh, this record could definitely be that one. But hopefully everybody out there doing good and we could just listen to Explosive and smoke weed every day. <laughs> and with that being said, um, I'm going to hop into my closing thoughts of this album. Get the hood jam to a wet class. Bro, you live in a cul-de-sac. Shit. At least I got a driveway. So Class. what? That nigga got barcode. 
So? It's a classic. Hate don't look good on. It's a classic. So how I'm hating? Shit, how you not? It's a classic. Huh. What? How many times I got to keep saying? What? With it. A classic. Chronic 2001, I would say, is a fringe classic. I feel like some people are willing to say that this album is a classic, and other people are kind of close, but no cigar. I'm definitely in the camp of Chronic 2001 is a classic, and my reasons why is like, this album manages to be a pretty fucking easy listen without ever compromising its integrity. The album isn't groundbreaking the way The Chronic was, but it doesn't have to be. The album is simply a smooth ride from start to finish. The album delivers extremely high moments with its huge records, but the album isn't so hit-orientated that its B-side records ever feel boring in comparison. So yeah, Chronic 2001, a classic. Go give that a front-to-back bump whenever you got time. And this is the Hip Hop Review Podcast. I am your host, Will Gill. If you want to find us, you can find us on Twitter at HHR underscore pod. And if you're enjoying the podcast and you listen to us on iTunes, drop a review. It really helps the pod out. Thank y'all for listening. Stay blessed. For my niggas who be acting too bold, take a seat. Hope you're ready for the next episode. Hey. Smoke weed every day.